We are on Yevamos Pei Amal Aleph 80a towards the middle of the Gemara. Just a little bit of a background before we continue on in the Gemara. We're discussing the idea of a sris, of a man who's not able to have children. Uh, so this now has ramifications for when a person becomes a gadol, becomes a halachic adult, uh, to the point where they are obligated in the mitzvot, and they are responsible to observe the commandments, and if they fail to do so, so then they would also get punished, because we know that in order to become an adult, it's not just purely based on age of 12 for a girl and 13 for a boy, but it's also based on a combination of age plus um, reaching the beginning stages of puberty. And so if you have somebody who uh, is not able to have children and they have no signs of going through that process, through puberty, so then when do they become an adult? At what point in time do they become an adult where they become responsible for uh, for the mitzvot? So that will be the discussion in this Gemara. So the Gemara says as follows, Itmar, it was stated, uh, So what happens if a person eats chilev, forbidden fats, that they're not allowed to eat, and not basically not kosher, <laughs> and they are between, this is referring to a girl, according to most explanations, is referring to a girl, between the ages of 12 and 18. So we said that, at the age of 18, that's when we determine whether or not somebody is halakhically defined as a sris or an island, as somebody who's not able to have children, whether it's a, it's a man or a woman. So basically, this person eats non-kosher from the age of, between the age of 12 and 18. At the age of 18, we have now determined that they're not able to have children. This is referring to a girl. She's not able to have children. Even if after the fact, even if after the age of 18, she does develop what's referred to as Shte Cyrus, two hairs to show how she is starting to uh, go through that, that stage of puberty. Uh, but still, what happens after the age of 18 doesn't make a difference. Everybody's in agreement that uh, this woman is an islandess. She has the status of somebody who's not able to have children. The question, however, is at what stage do we say that she is viewed as an adult? Because until she goes through that process... She is viewed as a katana. She is viewed as a minor. So this is a dispute between Rav and Shmuel. Rav Amar Nasa Sris Shmuel Amar Katan Haya Rav says that retroactively we say that she really became an adult at the age of 12. We just didn't know. We didn't know until then uh, whether or not she was going to become an adult through the regular normal process of puberty or whether she's going to become an adult because she was somebody who doesn't go through that stage and she's not able to have children. So because we didn't know, so we didn't know. But once she reaches the age of 18, so then retroactively we will say that she was an adult the whole time from the age of 12. However, Shmuel argues, and Shmuel says that no, that she only becomes an adult at the age of 18. Until that point in time, until 18, she is halakhically defined as a kitana, as somebody who is not able to, uh, to have children, and it also is viewed as a minor and is not obligated and is not punished for the mitzvot, for the commandments. Okay, that is an important dispute between Rav and Shmuel. Uh, many commentators try to figure out what exactly are they arguing about. Rav says that we could go back retroactively to say that they, they were an adult the whole time. 
Shmuel says you cannot go back retroactively. Maybe according to Shmuel, uh, the signs of appearing as a sris, as somebody who's not able to have children, is necessary in order to move with regards to moving forward and determining her as an adult. But we can't go backwards. Rav says that we could go backwards. Just uh, one other point is that Tosus brings up this point. In order to punish somebody in general, you need to have proper warning. You need proper warning from the witnesses in order to uh, really punish somebody. Um, and if it's the type of warning where we're not sure if uh, the following action is a sin or not, is an avera or not, so then a person cannot get punished. It's not viewed as proper warning. It's something that we refer to as hasra as suffix, a questionable warning because it's not, maybe this action is not a sin. So the question is asked by Tosos, well, over here too, if you have a girl between the age of 12 and 18, uh, so then we don't know, maybe she'll become an adult at the age of 16, we don't really know. Let's say she commits some sort of sin at the age of 13. So we don't know whether this is actually a sin or not, where she's deserving to be punished, because it could be that she becomes an adult at the age of 15 or 16. So how could she get punished, even retroactively? Even if we say that retroactively she was an adult the whole time, but at the time that she committed the sin, the warning was an improper warning because they didn't know at the time whether or not she was an adult or not. That's the question of Tosos. And you need to have proper warning. The way some of the commentators want to explain, uh, the answer is to say that it's still, it is proper warning because at the end of the day, the act was a sin. Everybody agrees that the act was a sin. Let's say eating non-kosher. Everybody agrees that she was eating non-kosher. The question is just whether she's of age to get punished for this or not. Is she of age where she's, is she's viewed as a halakhic adult, where she is deserving of punishment, or is she not? But either way, the warning is fine, because in the end of the day, uh, the warning is about the action. The action itself is not allowed. Um, that, is, uh, that is how some of the commentators explain uh, Tosos. Okay, moving on to the Gemara. So we have this dispute between Rav and Shmuel. Do we say that retroactively we say that uh, she becomes an adult already from the age of 12? Now, also as an introduction uh, to the next couple of lines in the Gemara, uh, it's important to note that there are really different stages for a woman in terms of uh, becoming, <laughs> excuse me, becoming an adult. Until the age of 12, she's viewed as a katana. She's viewed as a minor. From the age of 12 and 12 and a half, she's viewed as a na'ara. She, as a na'ara, as a young woman. Um, and then from 12 and a half on, she's viewed as a bogaris, as ready as a as as an adult, um, but from 12 to 12 and a half, there's a special status called a na'ara, as a young woman. Various halachos, various laws apply to her when she's of that age, as we will see. And so the question is ultimately going to become, according to Rav, who says that we do go back retroactively to view her as an adult from the age of 12, once we know that she's not going to go through the stages of puberty, uh, because she hits 18 and she, she hasn't gone through them, so retroactively, we will, say that, we will say that she's an adult. Do we also say that from the age of 12 and 12, 12 and a half, she's viewed as a Nara. She's viewed as the status of a Nara, as this young uh, woman who has a Nara, which has her own separate status. So that's what the Gemara is going to go through now. Masifla Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef asks, L'Rav, Island is the Rameyer, Yela Knas. Island is, according to Rameyer, should have some form of a fine. Basically, uh, when a man, God forbid, uh, rapes one of the, a girl who is between the age of 12 and 12 and a half, so there's a fine associated with the rape. Uh, but it's specifically, that, that particular fine only applies when the girl is between 12 and 12 and a half. So Mayer says 
that if a, if a girl is found to be an islandess, found to be somebody who's not able to have children, there is no such fine. Romero says there is no such fine. And Yosef asks, why is there no such fine? According to Rav, we say retroactively, she becomes an adult. Seemingly, she, become, she, she becomes an adult and also she becomes a Nara. So the stage of a Nara between 12 and 12 and a half. But Abaya responds back. I'm going to let says back, no. Even Rav agrees that in a circumstance where a woman is an islandist, she's not able to have children, we don't have that middle stage. We don't have that stage of between 12 and 12 and a half that she's viewed as a Nara. It skips straight from being a minor, from being a, a katana, to being a bogarist, becoming an adult. We don't have that middle stage. That is what Abaye says back to Rav Yosef. Now, the next line of the Gemara is very interesting. Amale, Rav Yosef then says back to Abaye, he says, that's fascinating. And he says, Rav Yosef, as explained by the commentators, he was somebody who taught many teachings, but he forgot his teachings. He, he uh, had a, a memory loss. And he forgot them, and then Abaye, when he said his answer, he remembered that that was actually something that Rav Yosef himself said. So he said, ah, oh, it's great to have all these teachings that are in my name that uh, he forgot because he had this memory loss. And he said, ah, oh, it's great, that, it's great that, we, that it came back, that uh, somebody mentioned the teachings that I already taught. Uh, because he also, even though he asked the question, but he previously uh, gave the same answer as Abaye, in essence saying that, it goes straight from a katana to a bogaris, straight from being a minor to being uh, already an adult. And we do not have that stage of between 12 and 12 and a half for uh, an islandess. What's his proof? Titania, because it's taught in a brisa. Essentially, the brisa says two laws. We're really, for us, only the last law. The second law is really um, important. But first law is that when it comes to the rebellious son, which we don't have time to get into now, but the rebellious son, the Ben Sora who gets punished uh, for his rebellion, a very specific type of child, which the Gemara, in fact, says never was and never will be, because it has to be very specific. Uh, but that only applies to a child who has begun going through puberty. And then the second line of the Brisa says that an islandess, a woman who uh, also is not able to have children, she also is not does not have that status of a nara of a nara. She does not have that status of that nara of being a young woman from the age of twelve to twelve and a half. She goes straight from being a katana, from being a minor, to becoming a bogaris, to becoming an adult, and that that fits exactly with the statement of Abaye. Okay, the Gemara now has the following statement, and in order to understand the following statement, also a very quick introduction. In the days of the Gemara, obviously it's not true today, but in the days of the Gemara. Uh, the Gemara assumed that a baby who's born in the eighth month is destined to die, uh, will not live. That in the seventh month, it'll be healthy. Ninth month is a healthy baby. Eighth month baby is not a healthy baby. However, as we will see in the Gemara, if they show signs of, of being a fully functioning baby, so maybe that's an exception. If we see clearly that it's a fully functioning baby, that it has uh, hair and, and uh, fingernails, and it's uh, fully functioning. So then maybe in that scenario, we will say that uh, that the baby will live. But other than that, we assume that the baby is not a healthy baby to the point where we'll say that if it was an eighth-month-old baby, you cannot even help the baby out on Shabbos. It, it's viewed, the baby would be viewed as muksa to that, to, that, to that degree. Obviously, this doesn't apply today. It was based on the science of their times. But that's, that's what they assumed. 
So Rabbi Avo comes and he says as follows: Amar Rabbi Avo, Siman Isris Vailanis Ben Shmona, Ein Ozen Ben Maisa Adju Ben Esrin. When it comes to Isris and an Islanis, as we mentioned before and in the last recording, when it comes to a man or a woman who we want to try to prove that they're not able to have children anymore, the time to prove that is at the age of twenty. Sorry, eighteen. Sorry, twenty. 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 This is Rabbi Avo here says twenty. At the age of twenty, we had earlier the dispute between Bishan Beisilo whether it was eighteen or twenty. Here, Rabbi Avo says 20. And not only that, but also, if we have a baby who was born in the 8th month, so then uh, we would wait until they are 20. The way most of the commentators explain it is that we wait until they're, they're 20 in order to uh, punish them. Really, in order to, uh, to punish them. Some say, Rashi says it's to view them as an adult, but that's a, it is a difficult Rashi because... You're going to tell me that you have an eight-month-old baby, but uh, this, this child is 17 years old, and you're not going to say that we don't view them as though they're going to continue living. That's, that's a bit difficult. But in terms of viewing them as an adult, that's the way most explain it, that they're not viewed as an adult until the, the age of 20. So they were asked the following question. Even so, an eight-month-old baby, do we ever view them as living, as, as having the ability uh, to be healthy and uh, live a normal life? But we have the following brisa: An eight-month-old baby is like a stone, like a rock in those days. That's what they thought. You're not even allowed to move it on Shabbos. It's viewed as muksa. However, the mother, when the mother, because the mother needs to nurse, uh, so in order to for herself to survive, and Rashi adds even for the baby to survive for a little longer, uh, she's allowed to bend down to nurse to the baby, but you're not allowed to touch the baby. Very. Um, you know, that's the way it was in those days. Clearly not today. Because of the danger. So we see that we don't think that the baby's going to live. So the Gemara answers, So the answer is that as long as we see that uh, all the signs of being a fully functioning, healthy baby apply, so then we do say that there's potential for this baby to live. Uh, we're not sure, but there's at least potential for this baby to live. If there's if if they didn't complete their, um, their physical... Uh, Maturity or whatever is necessary as a baby, so then we assume that it, that we assume that it will die. However, if it did complete that, it has hair, it has fingernails, uh, so then at least we'll, we will uh, say that there's the possibility that this baby will live. The Tanya, and we prove this from the following brisa. What does the brisa say? What is an eight-month-old eight baby? Eight-month-old baby is only the eighth-month-old that will not uh, live if. If uh, it, it didn't uh, complete its months, and Rabbi Omer, uh, Rabbi says that if it if it does have hair, it does have fingernails, and it com- basically completed its form, so then we say that it's really a seventh month old baby who just stayed in the mother's womb for an extra month, but it's not really halakhically defined as an eight month old baby. So if it, if it did complete. Uh, its uh, characteristics and it has hair and fingernails and it looks like a healthy baby so then we'll assume that it was really a seventh month who just stayed in the womb for an extra month. So the Gemara then says, Basically we have the following story. Where Rava Tosva, he had the following story where there was a woman who, whose husband left her for 12 months and she had a child 
And Rav said that we would assume that it's, this child is not a child through adultery, even though the, the husband has not been around for 12 months, we will assume that he, she had relations with, sexual relations with her husband before he left. And it just that the baby was a nine-month-old baby, but stayed in the mother's womb for an extra three months. And so it was really from the original husband. And we will not assume that the child is a mamzer, that the child is a mamzer from uh, a child from adultery. That we won't assume. That's what Rav Tosfa says. So the Gemara says, in order to save this, he has to follow the position of Rebbe. Rebbe says, that's the position that we had earlier. Rebbe who says that there is this concept of staying within in, in utero um, for longer than than what it's than the time the normal time span, whether it's seven months and ends up being eight months or nine months and ends up being twelve months. But that's one opinion. That's one opinion. And why should he follow just that one opinion of Rebbe? So the says, no, the truth is that he follows two opinions. He is following multiple opinions. It's Rebbe, but it's also Rabbi Shimon Ben Gamliel. Rabbi Shimon Ben Gamliel also says this idea of Rebbe, that if it's a healthy baby, and let's say if this eight-month-old baby lives for 30 days, says Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, then we assume that it will continue living, that it will be a healthy baby. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says that we do assume that it will be a healthy baby, meaning it's really in those days the science would tell us that it's a seven-month-old baby who happened to stay one extra month in utero. Uh, but so we see that this is the position of Rebbe, this is the position of Rishim Amliel. So there's already multiple positions who follow this. So that's how Rav Tosfal could then say that if we have this scenario where you have 12 months, so then where the husband and wife, they weren't around, um, they weren't together because the husband was away, we'll still assume that the baby is not a baby um, through adultery, but it was really from the original husband. Now, just to note, uh, the commentators explain that if it was more than 12 months, then we won't assume that it was from the husband. If it was more than 12 months, we'll already assume that she committed adultery. Additionally, if the husband and wife, they both agree, they tell us that, uh, that the husband really came back. Nobody knew about it, but the husband came back for a night or whatever it was. The husband came back and nobody else knew about it. So then we will trust them. We'll trust them to say that they were really together, even though nobody really saw the husband. Okay, so that... Is some halachos about asris, when do we determine that they become an adult, and also about this concept of an eight-month-old baby, which we clearly do not follow today based on the science of today, uh, but based on their times, they were trying to figure out at what point in time do we say that an eight-month-old baby is really halachically a healthy baby.